Hey there! Thank you for checking out the Battleface podcast. This project was born as a way for me and my buddy Derringer to talk about all the nerdy things that we like, and we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram at the Battleface. Now, on to the episode. The Battleface podcast is broadcast live on Fridays and Sundays, and we encourage you to come hang out and chat with Bard and Dare live. Now, prepare to declare attacks. You are entering the Battleface. Hello, everyone. You have entered the battle phase. It is I, the Midnight Bard, your favorite bard. And joining me, as always, is everybody's favorite co-host, Hamafan and Borgonon himself. Your your mic was also live during that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so today we're doing, like, a, a just chillin' stream, you know, like, as we do. Every now and then, you know, the boys, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty busy week. So, you know, like this uh, this weekend, you know, we're just kind of like sitting down doing the thing that we usually do where we chat about things going on. And I personally went out and I picked a couple of topics in the off chance that, you know, conversation got kind of stale. You know, as you do at like, you know, house parties where, where you keep like a pocket full of index cards. And, you know, like whenever conversation seems to be slowing down, you pull out the index card and, and you go like, oh, hey. You know, we, we, we are having, you know, like, here's a question for you. And then it's, it's just like the, the most random thing ever. I, I don't know because I've not been to the house parties, but I feel like that's something that old people do. Yeah, I haven't been to a house party in forever. Like, I say house party, but, you know, it was kind of like a, like a, like the college thing, you know, where you go to college and, you know, they invite you to like, you know, their apartment to like hang and stuff. And you just kind of like drink and play video games and stuff. We had a, like a video game for the PlayStation 3 called SingStar, which is basically karaoke on your PlayStation 3. You remember the PlayStation 3? We, we never had note cards for parties. Oh, did you not? Okay. I, I think uh, that's the part that I'm hung up on. Uh, well, I did, but that's mostly because I, I am terrible at conversation. <laughs> Uh, but before we get started, uh, please remember rem- please remember to like, sub, and share. Uh, it helps the boys grow, and we would love uh, you know to have more people drop by and chat with us on whenever we're having Let's Hang streams. And to everyone listening on podcasting platforms, Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, etc., welcome. And if you'd like to be part of our live audience, drop by our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the battle phase, where you can join our live streams every Friday and Sunday when we broadcast when we broadcast this show live and, you know, chat with us, talk to us what's going on in your world. Uh, so what's going on in my world today, Dare? I hate your senju, and you should too. I have a couple of points here in this presentation to just talk about your senju. I lost to him. That's whack. I hate that. Number two, oh, you're just going to set three torrential tributes, a solemn judgment, and a compulse, and then smack me to death over the course of 15 turns? That's a super cool game plan, bro. And uh, lastly, sure, they're beast warriors, and I like that type of monster, but I don't respect them. And I I guess they're also inferior to Tri-Brigade, you know what I'm saying? What deck do you play again? 
what deck are we? Well, I mean, in this event, I'm playing Scareclaw. Um. Yeah. So like on like a normal day. Uh, on a normal day, I don't know. It depends. I kind of like shuffle between things. I've been playing Sword Soul a lot lately because that's still a strong deck. I play Labyrinth. That's like my main. But you know, kind of, kind of hoping for like some. I'm looking towards Centurion with, with like eagerness. That that could be a good one. Um, granted, mm-hmm. th- thus far Centurion is looking like uh, you know, uh, King Calamity Turbo. And uh, if it comes to that, I probably just make something different. You know how I am. I don't like to lock my opponent out of the duel. I like to give them a fighting chance. Uh, but Yosenju is terrible, and everyone should hate it. <laughs> anyway, you sounded really judgmental whenever you asked what deck do you play. Like oh, you yeah, had I'm something to say. The fuck out of you right now. Why? Because, like, the way you describe Yosenju is like how I could describe ninety percent of the decks you play. That's false. That is absolutely not false. No, it is one hundred percent. Literally false. not false. You lost to yourself, and you're upset. I didn't lose to myself. I don't play Yosenju. To yourself. I don't play Yosenju. (laughs) You lost to (laughs) yourself, and you're upset. (laughs) Royal says you're bad at conversation. Dare would disagree. That's true. Well, I mean, like Dare would wholeheartedly agree with him being bad at conversation (laughs) because a conversation requires two people to speak. Yeah. And with Bard, it's just Bard speaking. Well, please feel free to interrupt me at any time. That that that's how conversations happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll interrupt you if I know what, what you're talking about. But sure. Nine times out of ten, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. I know that's what you gotta contribute to. But anyway, so the point here is like I never just like set something to like stun people to death. That's not what I do. Like, my, my Labyrinth deck is very, like, back and forth. And I know this because I lose using Labyrinth all the time. If I was, like, the type of person to, who was just 100% unfair, you better believe I'd play every floodgate that I that, that I could get my hands on. But I don't. You know, it's just kind of like, uh, you, can, you can play around me if you know what you're doing. Absolutely. It's, as a matter of fact, it's the interaction that I love about this game. Right. It's true. And, you know, like, most of my decks are mid-range. You know, like, look at the decks I play. I play Marincess. I play Exosister. I play uh, Tri-Brigade. I play, well, Flu uh, arguably could be, like, one of my most what-the-heck decks. But, like, you know, I I think that's just a symptom of the deck itself. That's not precisely in the way that I built it. And Flu's just kind of one of those decks that does a lot of like, uh, you know? Are there other cards you feel offended at? That's a that's a good question, Gargoyle. Uh, Dare, what are cards that you feel offended when your opponent plays? I don't feel offended when my opponent plays any cards. I feel offended when Konami bans the one card that allows me to deal with the other cards. Dare Mystic Mind doesn't let anyone got Mystic Mind off no. the ban list. It okay. should have came back to three. Gargoyle, I'm offended at Mystic Mind. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah, like uh, uh, there's there's very few cards that I I you know have like. You didn't an... even get a, a chance to play against Mystic Mind when you came up here, and it was legal. Well, I I spared you. Yeah. From a like thirty minute game 
which you would have lost. Yeah. Because it... I am a benevolent friend. <laughs> I feel like Konami banned Mystic Mine, and you've just hated the game ever since. I, I haven't played the game in like since Mystic Mine was banned. Four or five months. <laughs> oh, Mystic, when was Mystic Mine banned? It was banned quite a bit ago. Finding... December first, twenty twenty-two. So it's been almost a year. Yeah, it's been almost a year, and I, I feel and like the meta's been shit ever since. The meta was shit with Mystic Mind Dare. People were sky strikering no, meta, Mystic Mind. It was, it was fair and balanced. It really wasn't. Mind. When it, everybody's play playing Mystic Mind, any, you could play literally any deck, and Mystic all of them mind. would lose to Mystic Mind. <laughs> yeah, because you're playing against Mystic Mind. You're playing Mystic Mind against Mystic Mind. You're going to lose to Mystic Mind. Exactly. If you lose. But you're not going to lose because you're going to win. That's a degenerate. Because you know how to play Mystic Mind. Ah. Uh. Okay. The point of the matter is, I don't like, uh, I don't generally find myself offended at any card unless it it just either generates too much advantage or it just it, it just stops your opponent from playing altogether. Mystic Mine is an example. Um, it doesn't stop you from playing. You just have to yes, not be it does. And stop some... <laughs> okay, it stops you from playing if if you lack the brain cells to realize that. I don't summon more monsters now, but a lot of people fail to realize that and they just keep summoning more monsters. And then you just sit there and you're like, well, I guess Cauldron of the Old Man? Question mark. Yeah, see, so like while you're you not summoning more monsters and your opponent is forced to stop enacting their game plan, you're just sitting back and letting them burn to death. Yeah, because that's that's their problem. They messed up, not me. No, that is terrible. I don't. I don't like it. Um, I would say that uh, you know, like skill drain used to be an issue for me pretty early on, but like I don't know, lately it's it's okay. You know, like it doesn't bother me as much. I guess you know a lot of my effects activate in hand now, so and I, I've kind of shifted towards playing. You know, like whenever I switch shifted towards playing labyrinth, the skill drain really doesn't hurt me any. You know, because a lot of my effects are trap based like sure i i still use like monster effects and sometimes you know like getting like my ariana negated whenever i needed it to search like the trap card it doesn't feel good but like you can still kind of play you know like it, it's not like it stops um and plus you know it, it's it's not like like eldritch or guru like we said in the past where you know like oh well here we are, we're playing, like, this deck that can just spam four floodgates and then, you know, just kind of sit back and smack you little by little, right? So we're, we're not we're not doing that. Uh, this one's kind of like, uh, all right, think carefully. What is your opponent doing right now? And how do you stop them from doing it? And I feel like that level of interaction is something that I, I really, really enjoy. Um so yeah, you know, like that—that that is the the way that we are. Uh, Dare disagrees, Hon and he is. I, well, I mean, honest, honestly, like the the only cards that like are like infuriating are the ones that like Imperial Order that they just lock you out of being able to use spell cards. Yeah, like that's BS. You shouldn't. Yeah. you shouldn't like lock your opponent out of being able to do something like use a spell because that's one third of the cards, and people don't use traps. So like you're basically left with monsters. Right. But like. That got banned because it was like it was really strong. Right, it need to be banned. Right, 
and that's like I, I don't I don't agree with those types of cards. I I'm one hundred percent with you. Uh, that that is the the type of card that I I would say probably not my favorite. Um, there there are such things as you know like that, that I'm on the fence I'm about. I'm really upset with you, Bird. Why? Because you didn't see the hypocrisy in that. In what? That my favorite card's Mystic Mind, and I'm saying get rid of a card that locks you out of stuff. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, but I'm there's a there's like a difference. you meme. Yeah, I know, but like there, there's no, a difference. Mystic like, Mind locks you out of monsters, and IO locks you out of spells. They're, they're locking you out of the game, no matter what. Yes, exactly. So, Just like the, the different free, the difference free here food is for you. Yeah, exactly. But see, the difference here is you said I like Mystic Mind. So when you said I oh, don't that's my like favorite card. when you said I don't like Imperial Order, I can't disagree with that because that's that's. I, a... I said I don't like cards like Imperial Order that lock you out of like a portion a portion of the game. Right, like, and that I that's... made sure that I I said it as hypocritically as possible, so I could give you some kind of like. Is is bait? I know, but I the, the thing bait. the thing is like I didn't take need to take the bait because I don't disagree with what you said. <laughs> like uh, I don't like cards like Imperial okay. Order. You yeah, hear, you're right. You hear, here, folks, bring back IO, bring back Mystic Mind. Or do not. <laughs> Absolutely, do not. <laughs> but also, you know, Imperial Order would uh, prevent Mystic Mind from blowing itself up. That's interesting. I don't like it. <laughs> but uh, what, what was I going to say is, uh, how do you feel about cards like Masterpiece, for example? Like, that you could uh, you could make them immune to a huge amount of, like, cards just by, by virtue of ag- resolving their effects. I don't know. With, with like, like, trap decks seeing some play now, mm-hmm. I, it could probably be let back at some some like capacity but at the same time it's like eh. yeah i mean like i i feel like draco slayer has a couple of traps that they could use for the sake of the summit of masterpiece masterpiece isn't that bad what's he what's he even do he makes himself he does nothing a whole bunch he does nothing things. is what he does yeah he did in in case you, you've you you haven't figured it out yet, audience. Dare is being contrarian just to just to give me a hard time. Uh, but uh, anyway, speaking of card games, I, I played some One Piece the other day. It was cool, you know. Got it's got a pretty decent back and forth. Structure decks kind of solid, even though it kind of has a lot of vanillas in it. The resources are in the extra deck, and you get two of them every turn, which is nice. You know, the longer the game lasts, it's... the more stuff you can do. I, I refuse to start another card game because, like, people want me to start One Piece. They want me to start Flesh and Blood. There's some other card game that people have been like playing recently. It's like I, I don't want to. But you're playing White play. Schwartz. Yeah, I've played that for like a year and a half or two years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw so that you you the, were building a I deck. I don't want to. I don't want to start a new card game. Yeah, starting a new no, card game is kind of tough. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like like building a deck on Weishwartz is different than starting fresh with like One Piece or Flesh and Blood or something. Mm, I played Flesh and Blood. It was it was fun, you know. I liked it. I I, I played it 
twice because uh, one of the friends I have at Locals was like, hey, sit down and I'm going to teach you how to play this. I was like, "Uh, no one else is playing anything right now, so sure. Yeah. It's kind of like magic, but it's different because your dudes can be lands and I don't know. It's it's cool. It's different. It's yeah, special. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, so is One Piece, really. I mean, like it, it's. I, I will say the artwork on the cards are pretty cool. On uh, Flesh and Blood. Yeah, I've. I agree. I, I've looked at some of the. I'm not really a huge fan of like the One Piece art that they have. Yeah, it, it's. I don't it's, know if it's like the anime or if it's like the actual cards or. I mean, it, it feels empty to me. The the anime artwork was always a little controversial. Like a lot of people don't really like a lot of people like their the barrier to entry to One Piece is that the art looks silly, and yeah. the card artwork isn't always like anime styled. You know, like like the the style from the manga or the anime. A lot of the times, it looks like they hire some uh, some artist to do like their own rendition of these characters. And uh, it looks looks pretty clean, but you know, like if you're drawing like a silly One Piece character in in a different art style, it's still a silly One Piece character, you know. So th- there is that, and you know, I I can understand that, you know, like if people people have like th- their opinions of this of this card game, and I get it, uh, or I'm sorry, of this anime, and I understand, you know, like I, I for me, barrier to entry was how silly it was too. So, um. You know, changed my mind ever since. But uh, here we are. Anyway, um, it, it's got a pretty decent back and forth. You know, the longer the game runs, the more you can do, which is cool. Um, uh, here's something that's kind of... It's a weird hybrid between Commander, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Because uh, as of Commander, you know, like I, I know I've discussed this in the past, but you basically have a card that is your leader. Your leader determines how much life you have and what color cards you can use. Um, and there are cards that activate in your hand to be treated as counters for when your opponent attacks. So basically you treat them like honest or, or like yeah. Bla- Blackwing Kalut the Moon Shadow. They basically buff the attack of whatever's being attacked. Um... And lastly, you do have mana like you would in in magic, but your mana, if you're if it's untapped and you're not using it for anything else, you can equip it to one of your characters as an equip spell to buff their attack power. Equip, equip spells are good in yeah. most games that I play. No, oh, speaking of, let's go back to the Yosenju thing. I lost to a Lyraless deck, and I'm mad at it <laughs> because. The thing is, this guy bricked so hard, and so did I, and, like, ultimately, like, his win strategy was assembled Nightingale with Mask of Brutality. Mad at that. Anyway. Mask of Brutality yeah. is what he used to kill you. Yeah, like, he equipped it with Mask of... Let me double In, check. Instead of the Psychic Sword or whatever it's called? Uh, yes. Instead, I, I think that the reason why is because this is, like, a rare, you know, so it's not, like, particularly oh. hard to get. Uh, so yeah, like the one that it, it gains one thousand attack and loses one thousand defense. Yeah, so like if he can make it with uh with five materials, he can just swing. At, at, for the, game, basically. Uh, the psychic sword that I'm thinking of can give like two thousand attack. 
in defense. I see. I see. So yeah, so, it's basically yeah. like two two of the same thing, right? It's just like the difference is uh the difference is this one's like a lot easier to craft. Uh and you know like I guess that's something to be said about events on Master Duel is that sometimes they can just kind of devolve into like who can big build the biggest troll deck, right? Uh, because like the meta isn't here, so like what what develops whenever there isn't like a particular threat that everybody is building to defeat is everybody just falls back to like, hey, what can I do to annoy my opponent? <laughs> you know, like every every deck is running torrential tribute, solemn judgment, and and other things like that, and I'm just like, oh my god. So I mean, you can blame Konami for getting rid of the self TK bots. Yeah, <laughs> all the events. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was pretty unique. Uh, you know, kind of fun. It's not as fast as Yu-Gi-Oh, which sometimes bothers me. But you know, like because I, I like being able to play cards out of my hand without having to pay any cost, just as long as I meet their conditions. And th- this is just kind of like a one of those that it's like it's a it's a healthy in between, because it's like you don't. I like Mystic Mind. Yeah, yeah, here we are again. Uh, but like, it, it's a healthy in between in that, uh, for example, I, I played Magic this past week, right? Uh, I actually played like some Magic with with, with a friend, and um, I won one game because everything went according to plan. You know, like this, I'm playing red. Red likes to come out swinging, likes to do a lot of a lot of damage, stay low to the ground with a very low mana curve. You know, so like y- y- everything you have is like a one or two drop four if you're feeling spicy you know but like that's really about it and uh the thing that 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 made me lose one of the so i lost one because his deck was just better and then i lost the third one because everything that i kept drawing was mana and that is so frustrating because it's like this is something that can happen in this game right you 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 can get mana flooded in one piece that's kind of removed from the equation because it's like yeah you're, you'll never get mana floated you can have a maximum of 10 mana and every turn you get two for free that it's it's part of your 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 standby phase so you you will you will get a lot of mana eventually so like it, at this point it's just basically when do you play your cards to get maximum efficiency out of them and i thought that was cool and also, I appreciated that, you know, like, it wasn't possible for me to draw something that couldn't be played or, or like, that 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 would end up being dead in my hand. Like, you know, if I had drawn mana for the past three turns and I drew another mana, that means I still can't do anything, you know? Uh, so I appreciated that about it. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, uh, I'm still, like, new at the game, so I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to lose a lot before I get any good. Uh, it's past- it, Yu-Gi-Oh would be better if they had a Y Schwartz Mulligan system. Uh, hey. I'm just gonna start throwing out the random thoughts that come to my head. Uh, <laughs> so you, you you draw your starting hand of five, and then you can put any card that you want that you or that that you don't want into the graveyard and draw that many. I feel like in Yu-Gi-Oh. You would have to banish them it, face it would down. Be great. No, graveyard, just like white shards. No, because there there are cards that activate in the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, but you're 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 sent. This would be essentially sending them, so they wouldn't activate if they're like 
doesn't matter. This card is destroyed. It doesn't matter because there are, there are some, like, for example, Scareclaw Arrival, that if I decide, oh, yeah, I can just put that in my graveyard, you know, like, it doesn't have to activate when I put it there. It has to activate whenever my Scareclaw Tryhard would be destroyed. <laughs> is it in my graveyard? Yes, I can activate it now. You know, which is why I'm like, this would work great if, if they were banished face down because now you can't interact with them. Uh, but, no, no. Because then you lose resources. Then. Oh no! Like if you, if you do it, if you do it like Y Schwartz, it'd be fine. Well, what, what's this? I, I drew a breakthrough skill. Well, I can't use that now. Uh, well, let me mulligan by putting this in my graveyard and just draw something else. Oh, hey, three turns later, guess what? I can turn off one of my opponent's effects because I have a, gra- a breakthrough skill in my graveyard. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna have to discard this cuckoo clock. This welcome labyrinth, this other welcome labyrinth, and uh, I'm gonna just set five pass. Oh, Good what's luck. what's this? I have uh, I have to discard uh, my my what is it? My harpoor, like my symbol skeleton. My see, I think you caught on. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. Bard agrees that Yu-Gi-Oh needs one hundred percent. Do not. Hold. That is that is a terrible. Like I'm sure it works great for Weish Wars, but like it certainly would not work at all for Yu-Gi-Oh. It's terrible. Well, and, I mean, you, you can't deck out in Weish Wars, so like yeah. putting stuff in the graveyard, it'll just get shuffled back once you deck out. Right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> That that would be like the 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 thing that you wouldn't do it because you deck out, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd just you mulligan your cards and then you'd be like, oh no, I'm, gonna deck I, out. I, I'm just saying, you know, like if it if it were like you know like you're, we're banishing them face down, I'm all for it. You know, like yeah, a mulligan that way, fantastic. You know, like oh, I drew all, uh, I drew some of my garnets and now I can't play. Great. You're right that there are decks that could benefit from this a lot more than others. Like, for example, Labyrinth is a good example. I'm putting all of my furniture in the graveyard. Those recycle themselves to the hand and field. You know? So, like, I absolutely let me put my uh, my Koo Clock, my Stovey, and my Shendraglier in the graveyard and let, let me just draw three traps off the top. That That's terrible. <laughs> you know, like... It'd be great. No, absolutely not. I could see it being, like, the, the master rule five that we get, I the master rule five that we need. There would be, huh, I feel like there that would that a would a lot of really really good matches. I feel like that that would ultimately be the thing that made Konami face the music. Speaking of music, what are your favorite bands, Dare? Like we have, uh, uh, just for some context, I ran across this tweet. That says, hey, if you see this tweet, list your 10 favorite bands in no particular order. Uh, I recognize off your list Skillet, mm-hmm. Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. Linkin Park, and Shinedown. Okay. Well, the rest of them are kind of obscure. Like... Uh, yeah, uh, four four out of six would lead me to agree with you. Yeah, so like, well, I mean, I, I say obscure, but what I mean is they're probably not in genres that you that you personally enjoy. Uh, so, for example, Beast in Black and Battle Beast are uh, what's it called? Metal. Uh, let's see. Assuming we survive is kind of like an indie rock band that I actually think you might enjoy. Uh, but I I heard them because they were the opening act in a different band that I went to see. So like it's like they haven't they haven't reached like mainstream popularity is what it is. 
Uh, Fratelli's is like a like a rock band from from Ireland, I think. Uh, Mana is a rock band from South America, I believe. Uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation is a rock band from Asia, I think. <laughs> uh, those guys are from Japan. Uh, so y- you see what I'm saying? And like a-, a lot of like my, as a matter of fact, come to think about it, my music's from all over the world. Because Beast in Black, I know that the lead singer is Greek. I don't know if the rest of the band is from there. I know Battle Beast is from Europe. Uh, where specifically, I don't know. Uh, assuming we survive as Americans, I mean, there's that. But like uh, the Fratellis from Ireland, Mana from South America, Asian Kung Fu Generation from Japan. So I, I kind of have like a really worldly uh, list here. Okay. Uh huh. It's, it's cool. Uh, yeah. That's very interesting. Next so slide. tell me yours. Uh, what, what are we? What are we going to consider like favorite? Uh, like, I don't know, a band that you, like, say, for example, that you own one of their albums and you can listen to every song and not dislike a single one. Like, you don't, they don't have all, to all be your favorites, but you could listen to it and you wouldn't, it wouldn't bother you. It's technically not a band, but uh, the Fat Rat is one that I could do that to. Yeah, the Fat Rat. It's uh, maybe unlike Pluto. Unlike Maybe Pluto's good. Pluto. I like I like Unlike Pluto, yeah. Yeah, we've discussed that one before. We have, yeah. On uh, previous, multiple previous, because he keeps, he's been putting out new music. Yeah. Uh, gorillas, maybe? Oh, I like the Gorillas. Four. They are pretty good. Poor Man's Poison. I'm literally looking through my iTunes at the artist and being like, could I listen to their shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Poor, Man, Poor Man's Poison. Never is, heard of that one. Uh, if you know the uh, TikTok song "Hell's Coming with Me," uh, no, there's like, "I'm the Righteous Hand of God." No, nope. the oh. it, I'm, I swear, if you if you listen to it, you would be like, "Oh yeah, it's yeah probably." No, because that's it probably was true. Like, it was like the song of the year last year, or the year before. Oh really? With oh. their uh, folk rock. Okay, I I, I get down with um, some folk rock. Yeah, I I like that. Maybe Rammstein. Oh, Rammstein is something that somebody commented on my tweet, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't heard them in forever." Like, I I used to get down with some Rammstein back in like high school, dude. Like that, they were they were pretty awesome back then. That, that was the only concert that I've ever went to. Oh, really? In Chicago. Interesting. Me and a friend, me and a friend uh, went up and watched it, and I have never felt so out of place. Not not at concerts, not your scene. Oh no, not a, you, you have seen me. There was not another person in that crowd that looked like me or my friend. No. It, like, well, well, we, yeah. We in a Rammstein concert, I kind of assume, yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, I think that's that's five, right? Uh huh. That's five. That's five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I guess I. Maybe the Hollow Live crew. Would be uh, six. Yeah. No, yeah, that fits. That fits. I, I, I they're, they're technically I idols. Could, I could cheat and just name off like my five favorites, but I feel like, well, that it would be cheating. I mean, could be. Um, I, I I know the the next one that I want, but I, the Dead South. That's a ah, oh, Dead South is so yeah. good. Have you ever heard uh, the Devil Makes Three? Yeah. Yeah, they they remind me a lot of the Dead South. 
I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, YouTube uh, like recommends those whenever I'm listening to Dead South on YouTube. Yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, we're, we're slowly getting there. We're slowly getting there. Yeah. You you, you just got like a few more entries. Uh, in the meantime, let me let me read a death couple of the ones. Five finger death punch. Maybe? Oh, five finger death punch. Interesting. Okay. So so we're at eight. Just okay. Need two more. Two just more. Two more. You can do this. I believe in you. I can do this. I, I've I've had to go back to the top, and I'm slowly going back through. <laughs> You're doing the exact same thing that I did. I was like, okay, well, which one of these bands could I just like listen to a whole album and not skip a single song? And when I say number number ten is going to be Jim Johnston. Never because heard of there it. are some there are songs that he's made that I can't like, I don't like. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the longest time, he was the like main person that worked on all the WWE intro oh, songs. Oh, I see. Leaders. I got you. Fuck it, KDA. You know what? Yeah, I'll take K- KDA. KDA was almost on my list. Uh, I-, I dropped it because, you know, I was like, oh, KDA or... Oh, wait, no, I'm going to remove Jim Johnson for Knife Party. I like oh, Knife Party. Knife Party is Johnson. pretty good. Oh, you know what? Like, shoot, what go. what is the name of that one group? Ninja Sex Party. I can't believe I didn't think about them. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad that I was able to remind you of that question mark. <laughs> Have you never heard of Ninja Sex Party? They're pretty great. Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't. Yeah, I don't they, recognize it. They they basically do like you know like, not parody, but you know kind of like they they're like, they're like a rock band, but that like their songs are kind of silly, you know like like that kind of like YouTube celebrity rock stars. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like their songs uh, caught on because they they were. They were purposefully silly and kind of, and kind of weird, and not mainstream at all. But like the YouTube crowd ate it up. I'll I'll agree with you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Some bands noted in the in the chat. Uh, Royal Gargoyle likes Metallica. Uh, Wilo likes Goldfinger. I've never heard of Goldfinger unless we're talking about like the James Bond uh, villain. I actually think what's the song that they sing. Because I've heard of them before. Uh... <laughs> Couldn't hear them, Bard. They're ninjas. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if these guys are ninjas, they're the worst ninjas that ever existed. Uh, 99 Red Balloons. That's one that they sing. 99 Red Balloons. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know the song. I was but like, like... I, I, was like I, I know I've heard them before. Uh, I have the Stomping Ground oh. CD from them. I see. Well, for our listeners on... On the uh, that's what ninety nine red balloons is on. I got gotcha. you. Uh, for the podcast listeners, since they can't see the slide, my favorites are Beast in Black, Skillet, Foo Fighters, Assuming We Survive, The Fratellis, uh, Mana, Asian Kung Fu Generation, Lincoln Park, Shine Down, and Battle Beast. Uh, of these, I've seen Skillet in concert the most. I think I've seen Skillet in concert like five or six times. Uh, usually whenever they come to like my town in Texas and the reason why is because they, their concert tickets don't cost a lot ever you know like they're usually pretty cheap uh, and because of that it's a Christian rock band right right they don't want to charge people a lot no they don't and so like I, I've gotten into skillet concerts for as little as ten dollars you know uh, so 
every every time every time I go uh, a skillet comes to town, I'm like, you know what? They put on a great show. They have great energy. Uh, so like, if I if I have the time, I go watch them. Why not? Um, one, I think the furthest I ever drove was like uh, an opposite, like like I I think I drove like maybe a hundred and fifty some odd miles to go see them because they were in a in an adjacent city, but like the concert tickets were still super cheap. So I was like, you know what, I could drive to Dallas for a night to watch Skillet. <laughs> so you know, it's it's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Uh, that being said, the one that put on like just the best concert like it was just like wow was mana like these guys like okay the con the concert tickets on this one were not cheap <laughs> they were expensive um and i went with a group but holy cow was that concert lit fam it was like oh my god like it you left and i mean like it was just that was an experience and i freaking loved it it was excellent um but yeah, you know, like uh, so, like we're interested to hear what you guys' uh, favorite bands are. If you got, if you got them, you know, let let us know. Um, and speaking of music, hey, Dare, what what video game would you say has the best music that you've played? Just gonna put you on the spot here. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god damn it! <laughs> see the the. the it's like that's like a shitty question because there's so it many is. really good quote. Uh, I think it's gotta be like I gotta tell you like this under, one did not Undertale come ha- Undertale has a really good soundtrack. It, it's OST is really good. Yeah, To the Moon has a really good OST. Uh, it's by far probably one of my favorites. Okay, uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer has a really good OST. Uh-huh. You're stupid if you don't think Doom, the, the like Doom games have good OSTs, right? Like Doom Eternal and 2016 are both just fucking phenomenal. Mick Gordon's, <laughs> I could have put Mick Gordon on that list honestly because I like blast the fucking Doom OST at work on Spotify and whatnot. Dude, did this this could be a long list, absolutely. So I mean, like uh, you know, for me, I, I all of the Fallout games. I like, you know what Fallout is not, a good one. They're not, yes. they're not they're not like original soundtracks, but like no, all of the Fallout games have. But really they have good they have a good tr- yeah exactly they have good playlists because the, it, it's it's like the songs that were picked are specifically for the region that and it it works really well right. It's why what well, which was the one that had like uh, John Denver like in the trailer for that reason. It's uh, John or. It wasn't. It was a. It wasn't Denver's version of uh, Country Road. It was some other guys, but that was seventy uh, six. Yeah, I, I think seventy six would be the exception. It has a good soundtrack to it, but it, like its soundtrack doesn't match the game because you have. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice by the Beach Boys? It's like, why, why is that? It, why is that in here? The, you, all of the titles that you mentioned are like really, uh, really good ones. Uh, Fall uh, now, Undertale is one that I hear all the time. You know, like their music shows well, up everywhere. It, if you type in Undertale right now on YouTube, mm-hmm. the first thing that I can guarantee you comes up is Undertale, Megalovania. Yeah, 
Okay, it's actually Undertale reacts for me, but uh, Megalovania is on the list. So right. Shut up. Yeah, and, and you know Fallout. I didn't. I didn't consider Fallout because you know you're you're right. It, it is kind of like a, a more of a playlist than it is a soundtrack. But yeah, also also good. Um, I don't know. Like I had a hard time like picking a few. I mean, I listed some in here, but honestly, this list could go on. I I really enjoyed the soundtrack and the Legend of Dragoon. Um, out of all the Mega Man X titles, Mega Man X three I felt had the best music. Um. That maybe a Pokemon title. Honestly, Sonic the Hedgehog has some really dope tracks. Uh, like, well, uh, what makes it good is just whether or not you remember it, right? Because, right. Like, I can go through my Steam library here, and if I if I look at something like uh, Starbound, I I can't tell you what the sound what the music in Starbound is like because right it didn't make an impression on me but there's like a couple indie games up here called linkedin line which it's just really simple puzzle game Hmm. and the music in it is very fitting for it being a simple puzzle game it's simple it's relaxing it's like bright and cheery yeah calming in a way it's it's yeah, I think that you're 100% right that like what makes a video game soundtrack good is if you can remember it. Uh, and honestly, like if we're just measuring it by which one just like pops into my head rent free every time that that, you know, like I'm not choosing to actively think about it. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and 3 is probably the one that I think about the most. Uh, the chemical plant theme song. Freaking excellent. Do, do. Exactly. Yeah, the the boss music also excellent. I mean, like just it's it's one that like without even thinking, you know, like I'm like I can remember like if you mentioned a zone, you're like, hey, do you remember the theme music for the hilltop zone, the chemical plant zone? Because I'm doubting myself. No, that that is 100 right. Yes, you 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 nailed it. Uh, I've not played that game since I was like probably. Yeah, it, so it's twenty years ago, and I still remember it. Yeah, it is an excellent soundtrack, dude. Like, it is so good. Uh, so you know, like, uh, that that's Hilltop. He, uh, Gargoyle knows the Hilltop theme by heart, and it's kind of exactly what I'm what I'm trying to say here is you know, like, uh, like if you mention any uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two or three zone, and you ask me, hey, do you remember the, the theme for this zone? I'm like, oh, absolutely, freaking lootly <laughs> You know, like, I, I don't even have to think about it. I'm like, I know it. Uh, but yeah, like, off the top of my head, just like uh, Chemical Plant is a banger. Uh, Flying Battery is a really good one. Uh, Sky Sanctuary, super good. I love it. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, it's, uh, I feel like I couldn't think about it whenever I was putting this slide together, but ultimately, yeah, that's that's the one that I feel like has the best music, in my opinion, at least. I really want to say Dota, but at the same time, because <laughs> like, uh, there's very few games that I'll listen to the end game music to. Mm-hmm. Dota is one of the few games that I will listen to the end game music because it's kind of like strategic and kind of not. Because, I mean, I like the music, but at the same time, like, if you're getting attacked, it's going to change to, oh, shit, you're getting attacked and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and it's not just, like, the default Dota yeah. music. 
because they've they've had uh, collaborations with other artists. Like I think they have a JJ Lynn uh, music pack. They have a Fat Rack Fat Rat uh, music pack. They had a Wall Nation. Like they had a the, Fat Rack, and I was like, "Dare why?" <laughs> there are a lot of very busty. Oh uh, no! Please stop. Dota two <laughs> Have you ever seen Pudge? Why? <laughs> guys got tits out to here. I. All of these are things I wish I hadn't heard. <laughs> there are things I wish I didn't say, but I can't take it back now. It's <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, so... the. Is it safe to say that you're one of those uh, one of those gamers that you know as you turn on a game you just have like Spotify running in the background or something? It depends on the game because, mm. like, like I said, with uh, oh, they had a Dead Mouse music pack. Too. Oh, I love Dead Mouse. Yeah. Dead Mouse is so good. I've loved Dead Mouse for a long yeah. time, dude. Like, I liked them back when they were a live mouse. Fat racks. <laughs> all, that's all I'm looking at here on Dota. Right now. Fat racks. <laughs> Oh lord! <laughs> yeah, it depends on the game. Like, uh, there are certain games that I could. I love the RuneScape soundtrack, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to listen to it while I'm playing RuneScape. Mm. That's one of those things that if I'm just bored at work and I don't know what to listen to, I'll put Steve Shanty Two on and yeah. do my work. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, we could put RuneScape and Old Spoon old school runescape on there too because you have old school runescapes thousand some songs that are like nostalgic 8-bit music and then you have runescape which has like orchestral remakes of all of them right they, they made over a thousand songs for this game bard <laughs> holy cow that is massive that's Actually, almost as massive as the racks and dota it's pretty massive yeah <laughs> There's like one song per rack. Oh no! But they they actually uh, a couple of years ago released a music video on the RuneScape channel called mm-hmm. "The Book of a Thousand Songs" for their hitting one thousand soundtracks mm-hmm. in their game, which a couple whereas like they had a I think it was a Black Sabbath collab. Oh wow! That they did. It was for like one of their Halloween events. Yes, it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I like that. You know, I I like it whenever like you know popular bands do collaborations with like video game IPs, especially if it's because you, you they are. If it I, makes sense, yes. It may if it yeah you're right. If it, if it makes sense, absolutely. Uh, like for example, I imagine Dragons almost feels synonymous with League of Legends at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. they did uh, Warriors that one year for Worlds. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, that, that was like their big breakout song. Yeah, it feels like it was. Opinion. Yeah. Because they, they well, got, Radioactive they, was popular, but yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. But they collaborated with the one of the biggest games at the time in like True. the competitive scene that everybody was like, People didn't really tune into Dota unless you were like already into like professional gaming. Right. People didn't really tune into like professional CS:GO or anything. But like everybody, like casual players to like people who don't even fucking know what league is, 
were watching Worlds, and mm-hmm. that the like theme song for Worlds that one year was Imagination Dragons. Imagination Dragons. Uh, oh, RuneScape, by the way, has one thousand three hundred and fifty-seven unique soundtracks. Snap! That is a lot. That is a lot. It is. Uh, I agree. I agree with you when you say that it has to make sense. And uh, you know, Imagine Dragons did Warriors, but they also did the theme song for Arcane. Um, yeah. Uh, Enemy. I don't remember what it's called. Enemy. Enemy. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like. N- there are weird ones that it's like this feels like it was like it didn't fit like for example like the the latest pokemon game scarlet and violet the ending theme to that was a song by ed sheeran and it's like why this you know like like everybody was like oh I can do you one better uh-huh hit me with I can it dead mouse bean and dota <laughs> i i i like his music yeah. His music's pretty good, right? But it does not fit Dota. I uh, I wouldn't know, you know. Like uh, to me, Dota looks like League of Legends, uh, which I guess if I'm comparing it like that, then yeah, you know, I feel like it would be weird, you know, going through your lanes in League of Legends while Dead Mouse is blaring. I, I feel like you're right about that. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a couple of collabs of just like why why is this in here? Oh god, DJ Khaled when he showed up at like the Overwatch DJ League. DJ Khaled, what? I remember when he showed up to like do a musical number at an Overwatch event and everybody was so underwhelmed. Like, you know, they're like we don't know who you are. And I was like that what you're describing is how <laughs> how Ted Mouse was <laughs> at the International cuz they they released this uh, I, I don't remember if it was 2018 or right. 2017. It was one of the internationals. Mm. Uh, and they they were, was like, if we get this stretch goal, we'll have a special guest that shows up and the special guest will be super awesome. And it's so cool because we're doing cool things because we're Valve. And at the they, they released uh, during the international they released the dead mouse music pack and everyone's like oh it's dead mouse that's cool i guess <laughs> what what's he have to do with this and then at the end of the international like as everyone's wrapping up they're like and now we're gonna have a special guest performance from dead mouse and he starts playing like his music and everyone's just kind of like everyone's standing there yeah just super whelmed they're, right they're, they're <laughs> just like standing there like uh, he, like, are we supposed to dance to this, or was to? I'm just gonna like get my bags and go home, bro. Do do we cheer? Are are we excited for this? What's happening? I don't know. I've never heard music before. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly how it was. It was just so awkward and weird, and it's like Valve. Why? Please stop. Please yeah, stop it's it's almost like you know, like a granddaddy Valve. Uh, trying to trying to relate to the younger generation, right? And it's like, I was oh. going to say, it's, it was like Gabe Newell was like, I'm still hip. I know what the kids like. They like <laughs> dead mouse. Right. Like, Gabe, we would have rather you came out and sang to us this. Thanks, yeah. I guess. Yes. Uh, it's it's same thing with the with the DJ Khaled dude. It was it was almost like, wow, like you could tell that they were really trying to cater to that young crowd. But I feel like they missed. 
so I don't know. Like I feel like the only company that like really knocks it out of the park most of the time. Like, at this point, I would say they have like a ninety-five percent win rate. Is Riot? Because every time Riot drops a new track, people eat that shit up. You know, like it is well, just Riot, Riot understands their audience at yeah. this point. Uh-huh. And that's I, I can say like a lot of different games understand their audience. Valve understands their audience at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, RuneScape, Jagex, they're they're still they're working on it. It's only been twenty five years that they're still working <laughs> on it. Uh, they, they they've actually gotten really good with like uh, customer support and right. all that recently because they they recently changed their uh, battle pass, their seasonal battle pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, most big companies would be like, this is how it is now. We listen to your feedback, which they didn't. Mm. Uh, so this is how it is now. Have fun. But uh, there was a lot of backlash and about, or Jagex was like, okay, well, we'll actually listen to what you're saying mm. and we'll make changes. Right. But uh, yeah, once the company finds their like clientele, and what their clients like, they're usually pretty good about like, keeping their clients happy. Yeah, and you know, no, like I said, you know, nobody seems to like knock it out of the park quite as much as Riot. Uh, on the yeah, other end, Riot, of the... Riot figured it out really quick. Yeah, they did absolutely. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, Blizzard it seems like they're sticking their fingers in their ear and just going la 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 can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard. Uh, <laughs> They're doing something there. Oh, those guys love to shoot themselves in the foot at this point. <laughs> it's just like... They're just over there like, hey, guys, um, I know we promised you this, but uh, at the same time, you can go fuck yourself because <laughs> yeah. money. Uh, they, they certainly know how to run a video game company, don't they? Uh, but uh, speaking of video games there... Just kind of a like the thing to kind of close off. I, I kind of wanted to pick your mind about this. Which Yu-Gi-Oh archetype do you think would make a cool video game spinoff? I kind of got this idea whenever we were talking about Song of Nunu and Bandle Tail from Riot. Where I was like, they love to spin off like, you know, like elements of their lore into uh, into like different games, right? And I was like, I would love to see... I, Yu-Gi-Oh kind of do the same thing and they, they've they kind of done like the, the Sky Striker manga you know like and th- that's cool yeah. you know but like instead of instead of like being like hey what do we adapt into a manga or an anime what about like what would make a cool video game uh that's a good question I listed a few here that I think because would... <laughs> I, I saw you had Sky or Exo Sister it, it, it really depends on the lore and like what type of game you're gonna make? Oh, Exo Sister would 100% be like Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, honestly, you could take like two rivaling. Like, you could do like Sword Soul, and then Scareclaw, and I don't remember who Despia or whatever, whatever the like rivaling groups for that war mm. was. And make like a fighting type game. Yeah, true. Like for for the Abyss like, lore. You could do like a, a side scroller, it, it but it just be it depends on like the lore, of right? The archetype. And so what I have here is I thought World Legacy would make like a really dope JRPG. Yeah, 
That'd know. be like a Final Fantasy RPG. Exactly. Like a Final Fantasy. I wanted Fluandries, like Flappy Bird. You remember Flappy Bird? <laughs> yeah, the dude that made like a very simple app that ended up getting him death threats because it was so popular. Yeah, why? I don't understand people. People, people are stupid. Yeah, no that's, kidding. That's all you have to know is people are stupid. Right. Uh, but I think Fluandries as Flappy Bird would, would be hilarious. Or I don't know if you've ever played like the app game uh, Tiny Wings. Uh, same, you know. Uh, I feel like Fluandries just is cute enough that it lends itself to like an app game. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you would go with Angry Birds with that. Or like Angry, Angry Birds. Birds direction. Sure, we, we could go with Angry Birds. Um, but like the, the one that I really like my idea for is Exosister in a Devil May Cry type situation. You know, you have a vast world filled with like grotesque creatures from beyond the grave, from beyond the veil. And I don't know, choose your favorite Exosister duo and you, you're just like executing mad combos, right? And once your gauge is fully filled, you enter into like their, their extra deck uh forms right so like you know are you playing as ellis well now you're michaelis uh, are you playing as stella well now you're caspatel or whichever one she is you know and uh you know like you you have like a short duration where your 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 attacks do more damage you have different combos you have like a super finishing move uh kind of cool I, I you know like devil may cry or bayonetta basically that type of game is what i'm thinking yeah the uh, those games, yeah, Bayonetta, yeah, with Exo Sisters. And you yelled at me for saying rats earlier. For saying what? What? For saying rats? I think like Ancient Gears could be uh, like a, a mech pilot game. Oh, that would be so cool! <laughs> like a kaiju, kaiju versus. Uh, ancient gears yes uh-huh. oh that's so cool i like the sound of that 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 is dope <laughs> uh that, that 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 actually would be kind of kind of fantastic um oh oh even mystic mind the game you know i don't hate it but i'll tell you why i feel like it would make you have to figure out how to get out of the mystic mind get figure out how to get out of the mystic mind right so I kind of picture it like being like uh the the Legend of Zelda like puzzles but like you know like like for example like the the different Breath of the Wild shrines just like one after the other right make it like a tower with 100 levels and each level is a different puzzle that you know you need to figure out how to get out of uh it, it'd be more like Spooky's House of Jump Scares where you keep going up in levels but there's no end right you never get out of Mystic Mind. Uh, what was I gonna say? There, there was. I'm trying to figure out one that would make for a good platformer, and I, I can't picture like something that has that that look. You know, like I know that these these types of cards should exist somewhere, but like a good platformer. Hmm. Well, it's. I was, I was thinking like Exo Sisters being like the old Castlevania games. Yeah, like almost. that too. Yeah, so that's a platformer. That's true too. You're very right. Like a Metroidvania type thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, FA's racing game. Oh yeah, FA w- would be uh, like Hydro Thunder or whatever. Right. Um, you have the UAs would just be Madden. UAs are just Madden with extra rules. Rescue Ace. I don't know. 
like valence well rescue ace would be like power rangers kind of yeah feel. yeah and Va- valence you're you're I, I feel like i know where you're going with this it would be 4d chess with a moba with uh <laughs> rpg with uh D. Yeah, Valence is already super complicated. If you make it into a video game, it'll be a mashup of different genres. You got to play Sudoku for three levels straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was thinking something like uh, like Purelli's Grand Adventure, you know, like a, not, not like a Metroidvania platformer, but like one of the cute ones, you know, kind of like Banjo-Kazooie or, or like, uh, what's the other why, one? Why haven't we mentioned the adventure archetype? Or Kirby. Oh, adventure. Yes, adventure. Like the literal like RPG archetype and just not even said it. But yeah, I, I figured this would be kind of a fun one, you know, like, oh, dude, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, sh- what, what's the name of the of the archetype? Uh, Symphonic Warriors Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, or I don't know. It'd like, be more like rock band, though, because yeah, I don't know, Guitar Hero brought in like drums and stuff. Later eventually, on. yeah, eventually they did. Uh, but yeah, you know, like like uh, uh, one of those band games with the extra peripherals. Uh, I was also thinking uh, Sofa Chord, but Sofa Chord would be more like a karaoke game. I feel. Yeah, Sofa Chord would probably be more like uh, karaoke instead of a peripheral. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why this question just kind of came to me uh, like today and I was like oh what would make a cool video game you know and like I kind of figured that you 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 might you might get a kick out of that question um I I like your suggestions (laughs) and uh yeah you know like uh, I think you like the thought of mystic mind I think you're warming up to mystic mind Uh, I I did like the way that you described the mystic mind game Yes. That you want Mystic Mind back at three. That's false. I do not. It's honestly, not my fault that people don't want to play the out. I mean, honestly, I mean, that's true. That, like, you know, it's hard to argue with you in, in one respect. It's like, you're right. You know, like, if, if you're going up against Mystic Mind a lot, you should play the out. Why wouldn't you? Um, it's, it's literally every single archetype in the meta. Mm-hmm. The way that you beat it is you play the out exactly but for some reason mystic mind everyone's just like oh, i don't want to play any type of back row removal because yeah that's stupid yeah and nobody so nobody wants to add like literally are teching in a card from like 2007 mm-hmm. to deal with fucking uh unchained that's true that's true and, and you're, you're right marionette might is like being used currently in the year of our lord 2023 is just baffling to me um but my, I, my question uh-huh. is mystic mine worse than neptune i feel like they're different uh and i would question I, yes I, or no is mystic mine worse than neptune yes okay bring neptune back to three I, that's not how this works. That's how this works. <laughs> no, that is exactly how this works. I will prove you wrong. One hundred percent not. Mystic mind. Uh, but like you so, can stop Neptune with Mystic mind. 
that doesn't make Mystic Mind a thing that should be off the ban list there. Uh, but I, it's just, I don't... I, I'm, I'm really salty about it because of how it got banned. Because, because it, yeah. it wouldn't have been a problem if people weren't just putting it in their deck to make it a problem. That's true. And that's this is the like only time I can remember that people have actively like put a card in their deck just to try to get it banned. Yeah. And I, I you're right. You're right. This this was probably like the most toxic thing that Yu-Gi-Oh uh, players as a community ever did was let, let's just make Mystic Mine a, so big of a problem that Konami just has to deal with it one way or another. I'm starting to think that it's probably not as big of a deal as people made it out to be. I, I think it was just people. And I've mentioned this before that it feels like like competitors have this tendency to just kind of like make the biggest deal out of things. Kind of like, like, oh, I don't like a diverse meta because I don't know what to side for. And I think that's just stupid. Uh, I think like the, a diverse meta is one of the most exciting things there could be because I'm not going to be facing the same deck every time. 2020, like early 2021, we had Prank Kids, we had Tri Brigade, we had like Drytron, we had like, you know, the, the, we had an Emancipator, but like, you know, it wasn't that strong because Block Dragon. Uh, but like, so yeah, th there was like just this pool of a bunch of different things that you could play, and it was fine. If I got a if I got away with playing like Harpy Lady Tri Brigade for the longest time before I started seeing like a hard stop, you know, the meta was pretty diverse. <laughs> You know, like, uh, but anyway, that that that's me just reminiscing on simpler times ever since, you know, we, uh, it, it seems to me like the game is evolving and I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I don't think that everyone's going to be on board, but I, I find it exciting. You know, like whenever I came back into the game, Link monsters were exciting to learn. Pendulum was exciting to learn. Uh, you know, like, it's just all this new stuff that, like, I didn't have back when I stopped playing back at Edison. And it just gave me so much to get to be invested in, you know, like, uh, like learning cool new decks, new archetypes, I could do interesting things, etc. Uh, and I feel like the game is headed in that direction. However, it, it's scaling up the power a lot. And I feel like we might lose some players because of that. Uh, you know, like, decks are more and more starting to be able to play in, in in ways that they couldn't before uh it seems to me like a lot of like main deck monsters within archetypes are having quick effects that can activate in hand just so that y each player has like uh the capacity to start doing things immediately personally i enjoy that it's gonna power creep the hell out of a lot of decks uh until they inevitably get support that brings them up to that power level but that could be years you know so i don't know it, it, it is it is what it is um and, and with that in mind yeah maybe mystic mind should come back maybe not right now right now but like in the near future i could see it 100 percent. clipping this out of context and <laughs> as a short right as we speak Right. I mean, you, 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 you did good, Dare. You brought me around to your way of thinking. You're, you're right. Um, but yeah. with, with that being said, uh, that is the conclusion for tonight's uh, Hangout and Chill episode. Um, you know, uh, thank you guys for showing up. Uh, please remember to like, comment, and share to help the channel grow, help people on YouTube be aware of us. And uh, if you're on the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc., 
you know, thank you for joining us. And if you would like to be part of our live audience, we stream this show twice a week on Fridays and Sundays. And uh, stop by, say hello, come into our chat and, you know, like tell us a joke. We, we enjoy laughing here, which is why Dare just pushes all my buttons until I become frustrated. Uh, uh, uh. earlier like you know like mystic mind i was like no dare you're like what's it called imperial order i'm like dare why <laughs> like you didn't even fucking catch that i had to like i had to like show you yeah you, you had to explain it to me because i 100 I missed it and you know what's funny whenever i'm editing these you missed it mine <laughs> good one uh whenever i Damn it, that's good. That's good. I wish I had thought of that. That's that's really good. Uh, whenever I'm editing these episodes, uh, I, I notice that sometimes it's like you will say something. I've caught this so many times. You will say a joke, and I don't know why, but it like goes right over my head, and I don't catch it until I'm editing. And I'm like, oh damn it, that that was good, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm great. Yeah, at what I do. You're you're hilarious, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, th- thank you again, guys, for joining us. And uh, until next time, I have been the Midnight Bard. I've been having fun. Adios. Bye.